1: Outkick 360 is back. Glad you're with us across the Outkick network alongside Chad Withrow. I'm Jonathan Hutton. PK is back with us on Monday. We hope Teresa has a great follow-up appointment today. Shout out to T. Chad, good morning. Big show plan with David Reed and Jakob Swanson making the show happen. Becca Risley, Sleepy Dandy down the hallway live from Studio G and in Nashville, Tennessee, Blackbird Studio and the Blackbird Academy. Regan McCrossin, our great production assistant today. How was Knoxville?
0: It was great. Hutton, I'm actually struck by something as we opened. Uh, Two things. One, great job by Jacob Swanson adjusting and correcting the gaff yesterday, which was an overhead shot that looked like we were being filmed from the parking lot. It was so far away, and it had the entire top shelf. The two-shot today looks fantastic. Hutton, you look fantastic every day. I look great as well. Um, (laughs) Our shirts, though, are way too close in hue. Uh, The colors are, it's not the same. But it's too close. And yeah. I check with Hutton because I give Hutton dominion over the shirt the the shirt that he wears that we're not gonna mention because they're not paying us to mention them. But he turned me on to this shirt. I bought a number of them. He has, I think, every shirt in the entire not all collection. Of them, but pretty a much lot. all of them, right? Close. Yeah. So the ones I know that Hutton has, before I wear them, I will say, hey, I'm I'm thinking about wearing this shirt tomorrow. I also do this thing where if I see Hutton wear a shirt that I have one day. I will wear it the next day. <laughs> little trick of the trade. I know he's not going to wear it the very next day, so I, I make a mental note and I, I like say, it. I have the same shirt. I'm wearing it tomorrow. Uh, we're not tra- trading shirts. I actually have a, a separate shirt that's just like that one. Uh, but now I feel like and I'm seeing these two shirts and I'm thinking, even though this is Under Armour and not your brand, um, we may need to like actually color coordinate and check with each other because this is really throwing me off. It's, it's too close. It would have been better if we both wore the
1: Outkick shirt today, or had
0: matching shirts on.
1: Well, the last week, whenever you were out, Paul and I, going into the July Fourth weekend, you would have thought it was Easter weekend based on our pastels. The Pastels. <laughs> so, well, uh, Chad, I'm 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 happy to match with you.
0: No, look, I we've shown up before wearing the uh, wearing the Outkick shirt. I think we've shown up wearing
1: the same. What is it you style swipe? You swipe wearing? left or right if you match with someone.
0: Uh, Regan, do you want to chime in on this? Uh, I just looked over at her. She's—I don't know. Uh, See, I think she was saying right. I think you swipe right. You swipe right. Uh, that's what we've done. This, by the way, uh, this—we'll uh, we'll, get—we'll get to Knoxville, people. All right, we'll get to Knoxville. I swear, I've got—I've got a lot of things in my mind. That reminds me of the swiping right. Uh, I heard a, a hilarious story. I listened to a lot of things. David Reed is terrific at uh, suggesting podcasts. Yes. I listened to one about Judy Garland and the Ruby Red Slippers uh, That's had a few episodes in that was really good. But I was listening to an interview with Will Arnett, who I love. You know Will Arnett. Great, deep voice, uh, hilarious dude. And he had, uh, on his podcast, he had Elizabeth Banks on, who I also love. Very funny. Very funny, very pretty, uh, and really down to earth. But Elizabeth Banks was telling a story, and Will Arnett was, where when Will Arnett got divorced from Amy Poehler, he was on Raya, which is the celebrity... Tinder, right? It's for, like, artistic people, but business leaders, famous people. You have to be approved by, like, 50 people to get into Raya. It's all people of status that are on there. So Elizabeth Banks was in the back of a limo doing a press tour for the Lego movie. She's one of the voices, and Will Arnett was. And Will Arnett was there, too, and James Corden was there. And it was Elizabeth Banks and James Corden replying to women that messaged Will Arnett like their Will Arnett. And James Corden on said, Raya. On riot, on riot. So James Corden said, I don't care what the person sends to you. If this woman, the next woman that messaged you, you respond with this. I have to tell you what to respond with, no matter what she says. And his response was, the girl said, how are you doing? And the response was, well, I just stepped off a helicopter, so I'd say pretty damn good. <laughs> <laughs> that was the response. To the girl, first thing, it was just, "Hi, thanks for swiping. How are you doing?" And I just stepped off a helicopter. Was the response, which would be believable for Will Arnett, yeah. right? Or anyone so he's that thinking. Car. That's what a great, you know, either she's gonna laugh and know it's a joke, or think this pretentious tool yes. to respond with that. He said, he said, or something like, "I just stepped off a helicopter. I'd say my day is pretty great. <laughs> my day's going great. It was terrific.
1: Raya. So, do you think there is another app?" That's similar to Raya, but even more exclusive. That we don't know about. I think there's like um, this is my dark like a web. subterranean. There's like a dark app. My dark web
0: theory. Like I think there's like an app for uh, even married celebrities. Like I, I feel like uh, if Channing Tatum and Taylor Swift wanted to get together, now I think they're both single. Like there's an app for that level <laughs> of celebrity, right? It's like I'm gonna go on a date. Like if Channing Tatum wakes up one day and he's now divorced. And says, I, I just want to take out, I want to go for drinks with Taylor Swift. There's probably an app that we don't know about that the super elite, the super famous, the super wealthy are on this app. And they can just like communicate with each other in their code. It's sort of like the Illuminati, but for hooking up.
1: It would be like DiCaprio, Brady would be in this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that you, yeah, I know what you're you're saying.
0: Yeah, yeah. like if uh, it's, you know, Harry. Leonardo DiCaprio <laughs> decided that uh, he he wanted to uh, he wanted to take Kate Middleton out for drinks. <laughs> you know, the future Queen of England, uh, William's wife. Like, there's an app for that, and she's on it too. And she's like, "Hey, honey, uh, sorry, Leo asked me out for drinks. Got to go. See you. Bye." I'm not going to do a British accent.
1: Yeah, well, yeah. Well, Paul's not here. No. We can have him do that on Monday. Uh, Not great with the hit us up on Twitter at OutKick360. 360. OutKick360 360 and, and the OutKick Network, a part of an NIL event last night in Knoxville that Chad mm-hmm. was able to go and, and host and moderate. Um, looked like a great turnout at Old City Sports Bar. We're going to talk with Russell Smith from Fox Sports Knoxville uh, in the second hour today. VolQuest Power Hour is off this week. They're back tomorrow as those guys have a well-deserved vacation. Um, but we will talk Tennessee football and Tennessee athletics, and that's exactly what you did from a money-making standpoint, from a collegiate athlete view last night. What was it like?
0: It, it was really cool. Um, I, I, the sense I get is that the athletes are just as confused as the general public about what to do. Yep. You know, they they were there to learn a little bit, but also to sort of uh, market themselves to some local businesses uh, that were in attendance. And I was talking to a few of them, they actually got, you know, hit up by people and saying that we want to do business with you uh,
1: at the event, which was really cool to see. So people showed up in order to pitch whatever they wanted to to the, so, to, the to the athletes? Or it um, just kind of happened that way?
0: There were about, there were f- I think, four or five football players on the list that were supposed to be there. And I think 11 showed up, or 12. So I'm just adding names. Yeah. Some of them walk-ons I didn't know. Some of them I knew right away. I'd go and add names, and uh, it was going to be sort of a town hall, but... What it turned into, because, and this is a good problem to have, so many student athletes showed up that there were you know, 17 people there and one mic. So I did a little open intro to everyone and then allowed them to come to the podium and just introduce themselves to everyone in the room, talk about what name image likeness means to them, how they can benefit from it, how they can help a business out there. Um, so I thought it was a very productive night. The most interesting part of it. And uh, I know Dave Ubbin was there with The Athletic, and he's going to write a story about the event also, and he was recording the, the whole thing, so hopefully I didn't say anything too bad that's going to be in that story. <laughs> uh, but um, Oral history of Chad's night in Knoxville. Yeah, yeah. He, he did go out with us for drinks after, too, so <laughs> fingers crossed that didn't make the story. Um, so uh, Andrew Donovan is his name, and he's basically the head of compliance at Tennessee, mm-hmm. and he um, Alicia, and I'm blanking on the last name. She was a hire from Florida in the athletic department, Danny White, one of his lieutenants, one of his associate ADs. So they were there to answer the school side of things. So I'm sort of bouncing back and forth. I, I asked Valus Jones Jr. a question. I asked uh, Grant Furking who we had on the show, a question. I asked the Tennessee representatives a question. And I'm trying to get questions from the audience. Well, no one's got a question. So it gets to the end of the, the program, and Brian Maurer, Tennessee quarterback says I've got a question and he walks up and and I hand the mic to him and he looks at the Tennessee reps and says why won't you allow us to wear a Tennessee logo when we're repping a company to help us and you could tell some of the players were ooh, ooh you know what, what are they going to say yeah and uh Andrew Donovan who was there with Tennessee grabbed the mic immediately and had a, a great response and I mean he was fine he was calm you know he wasn't angry with the question or anything but uh, the answer was basically we thought this was going to go into effect January 1st, then it went into effect July 1st. We're still working through certain things before. It's to kind protocol. of a mad scramble. But this is something I think that with name, image, likeness, people need to keep in mind. You know, we are celebrating the student athletes' ability to make money off their name, image, and likeness. That's a good thing. That's a positive mm-hmm. for them. They can make money off their name, image, and likeness. What the Tennessee rep said was Tennessee's name, image, and likeness is the same thing. We have the intellectual property. The university owns it, so we have sponsors also that we need to protect. So if there's an exclusive wireless provider for Tennessee and you go to a local wireless company and you've got the Tennessee logo, we may have to nix that because we already have business relationships. It's not a universal no. I think the players are getting a lot of no's right now on it until they can yeah, see exactly yeah. what, the, what it is. And he even brought up the point. He said, look, many schools have already said, it. absolutely not. You can't use a logo ever. He said, we're not saying that. We're saying you have to come to us and give us some time and let's have some patience with it and see what the product is and see if you can use the university's name, image, and likeness. I'm fascinated by this stuff. I could sit and talk about the possible pitfalls for hours, and we did that at dinner afterwards. And Dave Ubbin was there with us also, and we just kept bringing up, okay, What about this? What about this? What about this? What about this? So much of this is just going to happen. They're not going to predict the future. They're not going to know what to do until it happens. Another thing that that jumped out to me, I was talking a lot about recruiting. You know, going to a player, if you're a business, saying, if you go to Tennessee, we're going to give you this. Well, that's technically not allowed. He, He got up there and said, you can't make an inducement for someone to sign with your school. When they're at the school, you do whatever you want. But you can't go to a junior in high school and say, I'm going to do this, this, and this if you sign with Tennessee. That's technically against the rules. Is that going to happen? Yes. Has it already been happening? Yes. But I, I wanted to bring up that technicality.
1: Well, and, and let's go back to the using the, the logo and the brand <clears throat> for individual use. Tennessee's response to that is completely fair. Even in the NFL, where players are making millions, it's, uh, it, we, we've seen this locally in Nashville, we've seen it across the country, if Pac-Man Jones, when he played for the Tennessee Titans, was doing a meet-and-greet at the strip club, which happened often, if they if they promoted that event at a Super Bowl week or wherever, if they promoted that event with Pac-Man wearing the 32 Titans uniform, they would receive a cease ce- a and desist. Same would go if they used the Titans' flame ball logo in, in a, 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 an autograph signing somewhere without the express written permission of the National Football League or the Tennessee Titans. They, they own that brand. And that's one of the reasons why they don't want to just nonchalantly throw this out there and make it open to players. They don't know what businesses <coughs> are connected to that. And it goes back to a bigger thing where if, if you are a, and I, I use this because the arenas are set up this way across the country for, for pro sports. If you're a Coke arena or a PepsiCo arena, you don't want if you're Tennessee, and I don't know which one they are. You may know, Chad, if they They're sell Coke. Pepsi or Coke, Coca Cola. So you don't want Pepsi next to the Tennessee logo because you're exclusively Coke. So th- that's another reason why they wouldn't allow that, and that makes total business sense, and that's fair for the universities in this regard.
0: And this is a, a that's a great point. Uh, this is also a scenario that I brought up last night at dinner that that I've been thinking about. Um, schools are coming in, and 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 understandably putting restrictions on alcohol, pornography, Mm -hmm. uh, marijuana. You know, there was someone with a cannabis company at the event last night. It's the CBD oils and things like that, but they were there trying to get ambassadors for their product, and it was a local Knoxville brand. Um, Schools are doing that. We have seen where the NCAA has rules that when it gets to the Supreme Court level, the, the, the court of the land, the law of the land, supersedes NCAA rules. Okay, So if I'm a school, a public institution, and my star volleyball player gets an OnlyFans account and does something pornographic for money on that in her volleyball uniform, now there's two different issues here. One, if it's in the uniform, that's a violation, more than likely, because they're not supposed to use the logo. But if they're doing it on their own time and they're making money off their name, image, and likeness... Right. But just because the school doesn't like the way they're making money off their name, image, and likeness, they're going to kick the player off the team, right? So if you go and kick the player off the team, and it's, it's, it's a privilege to be on a team. You can get kicked off the team. But if you lose your scholarship for something that the courts are saying are legal in your state, right, and it's legal within the NCAA, is someone going to push this thing to the brink? Are we going to see a case that someone's going to pick up and say, I'm going to challenge that? There's no reason the Wisconsin offensive line, if they're all over 21, shouldn't be sponsored by Natty Light. I mean, I see all these big offensive lines. I know that the Arkansas offensive line has like a a meat, some sort of barbecue company sponsoring the whole offensive line. That's smart. Smart branding. Like yeah. you should get a cheap college beer to sponsor the offensive line of your school if the players are over twenty-one. I don't see anything wrong with that. Are players going to test that? Because yes. you could say and they I see your rules, but the Supreme Court and the laws of the state supersede that. And then is is the coach going to come and say, Well, you're kicked out of school. You lost your scholarship now because you went and endorsed a beer or a bar, or or a bourbon, or or whatever it may be, these are scenarios that we're going to see happen at some point. My big question, though, Hutton, is, is someone going to take it to the limit? Is someone going to test this thing to the highest levels of appeals courts and take it to the courts where we're going to get the scenario I laid out there, a ruling on it where the law of the land is going to override whatever a university says and whatever the NCAA says?
1: Chad, we'll circle back to this later in today's show. We'll have some more discussion in the Tennessee Power Hour. Coming up, we'll talk some NFL headlines. And with our next guest, John McClain. Uh, A lot to hit across the National Football League. McClain joins us to do just that. And maybe you are lacking drive, energy. Maybe you need a boost. You can do one of two things. You can watch the film that John McClain starred in, Spring Breakers or you can go to mydoctorhank.com/outkick. Look, erectile dysfunction affects over half of all men. It does not make you have to feel like half of a man. Since 2017, my doctor hank has been making America hard again. My doctor hank helps you get low-cost ED meds and overcome the psychological and emotional barriers to getting ED treatment. They secure your prescription. It's secure. They ship it to you discreetly every month from USA pharmacies all for as low as as two dollars a pill, so don't wait. Join the movement. Go to mydoctorhank.com/outkick. You can sign up. Tell Doctor Hank we sent you. They'll give you fifty percent off your first subscription order. That's mydoctorhank.com/outkick. Offer available for a limited time. Mydoctorhank.com/outkick. Outkick 360 across the Outkick Network. If you're watching on YouTube, join the chat. We're about to hop in there as well, and we hope you'll subscribe to the channel, hit the like button, and ring that bell while you're there so you're alerted every time we go live, noon Eastern, 11 a.m. Central, and every time we post exclusive content to the Outkick 360 YouTube channel. Alongside Chad Withrow, I'm Jonathan Hutton. Glad you're with us. PK back with us on Monday, and back with us right now, the great John McLean from the Houston Chronicle, TexasSportsNation.com. You can follow him on Twitter, at McLean underscore on underscore NFL. We like to throw a few more underscores behind that just for fun. You can join us in, in, in that regard, too. John, hope you're doing great.
2: Hi, because I'm about to drive a moving van by myself from Houston to Jacksonville and up 95 to just south of Annapolis, where uh, we have a cottage and uh, it's got a, I've been told I'm flying up there, honey, and you drive the 50 boxes up there and no, we're not going to hire a company and no, you can't pay somebody to go with you. You're on your own. And I say yes, dear. That's the two words that I say the most. Yes and dear.
1: John, I would have never envisioned you driving a moving truck by yourself, to Jacksonville, I think
0: we're also bearing the lead here. The news I just heard broken was the Mcleans' summer in a cottage that they own. I didn't know that you uh, owned a cottage uh, in in Maryland, John. This is quite impressive.
2: We have a cottage that uh, we've redone that uh, was in my wife's family since 1929. It's just 20 minutes from Annapolis. It's 35 minutes from Camden Yards and 40 minutes from the Nationals' ballpark. We love baseball. And uh, I won't get to spend time in it this year because training camp coming up. But it's finally ready after they worked on it for three years now. Can't wait. It's right on the water, very secluded. You guys have an open invitation to visit anytime.
1: All right. We'll see you. We'll see you this weekend. I'll we'll let you move in. John, I picture you as well, like. Good. A- you
2: can help us move if you come this weekend. <laughs>
1: We're there. We're not leaving. Yeah,
0: we're, we're we're gonna we're gonna move your stuff in, and then Hunt and I are gonna live uh, there, habitate that, that cottage for the rest of our lives together. Uh, I'm picturing this as like the Kennedy compound uh, that you have up there, like you're summering like the Kennedys would, would summer at, at this beach yeah,
2: house. they're not in co- they're not in a cottage. They're in a compound.
1: <laughs> the compound that one of the homes is now like public. The public can go and tour the place now. All of a sudden. Uh, on, yeah, on we're not point.
2: open for tours yet.
1: Okay, well, private tours uh, available through uh, John McClain. Uh, John, we were just having a discussion about name, image, likeness across college sports. Chad was in Knoxville last night hosting an event uh, that included the University of Tennessee and some of the football players. Uh, what, what are your general thoughts on, for as, as long as you has, have covered the league and as long as you have followed or been a fan of college sports, Did you ever think we'd see the day that we saw July 1st, 2021? And ultimately, what do you think 5, 10, 15, 20 years from now, we're going to look back and think about July 1st, 2021?
2: Well, first of all, guys, I think this, uh, it opens a can of worms about cheating. I mean, college sports are dirty enough as it is. We all know that. And I'll give you an example. First of all, say. Chad's a wealthy alum from University of Tennessee, and I'm a wealthy alum from Baylor. And Jonathan, you are a senior quarterback who everybody wants, and you've narrowed it down to the Vols and the Bears. And Chad says, hey, Jonathan, you come to Tennessee, and I'll put you on our flagship once a week, and I'll give you $50,000. And you're going to go, wow, $50,000, and your parents are going to go, wow, $50,000 50000 for one radio appearance a week. And I said, when I hold on there, Jonathan, how about you come do my quarterback camp and you show up for a day or two and I'll give you $100,000. And then you're like, holy smokes, I'm going to Waco. And Chad says, whoa, 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 whoa. I'll do the radio and I'll do the quarterback camp. So it opens up avenues for all kinds of feeding. I'm all for athletes making... Uh, as much money as they can get because the NCA has capitalized on the athletes for, for its his, throughout its history. But there's got to be some kind of legislation. And the ones that are going to benefit from this the most, mm-hmm. the IRS. And all these athletes making this money, they better make sure they got a good tax guy because at that age, they generally don't. But if you're bringing it in, you're going to pay a penalty. And if you get caught for cheating the IRS, and so there's, there's all kind of things to consider. I think it's very exciting. I'm happy for them. I just wish there were some rules. But like all NCAA rules, they would be broken.
0: Yeah, and John, you yep. know, some common sense deregulation with the NCAA has always made a ton of sense. And things need to happen. They needed to open up some of this. And name image likeness is one of them uh, that probably needed to be opened up. But I keep hearing this, well, it's just pro sports now. So just make it the wild, wild west. It's the wild, wild west now. Well, pro sports have rules also. There are roster limitations. There are contract rules. There are salary caps. So you're going to have to have some regulation. Uh, It just seems like it's kind of a trial and error deal right now with with college sports to see how far people push it so then the NCAA or whoever the governing body may be can then push back.
2: This is the ideal time to do it because you push You push it to the limit. And then when they come in with the restrictions, then you've already got your foot in the door. It's got to be grandfathered in. And by the way, Jonathan, I'm guessing you'd go to Knoxville since Chad's eating like crazy more than me, but that's (laughs) going to be out there. Agents are going to be representing athletes and they're going to say, Oh no, 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 that's illegal. I can't do that. It's my marketing people that are representing them. And a smart agent will make sure his marketing people get them while they're in college, and then, of course, they'll represent them when they become pros.
1: Well, uh, Chad brought up a good example yesterday, John, of Jerry Jones. And we use Jerry for all kinds of examples. He has the team that's worth the most across the the globe. Um, But what what if Jerry Jones just wanted to make make sure Arkansas was the best team in the SEC and he just became the quote-unquote team owner? and made sure that the Dallas Cowboys or anybody else that that wanted to get involved with the best players on the planet would go play at Arkansas. What if he went to Arch Manning and said, we're going to make you the highest paid college quarterback in, in history and name your price?
2: He might. And Jerry is not the wealthiest Arkansas alum. That would be the Walmart family. And if the Walmart family wanted to get involved and do some of the things like we were talking about pay $100,000 for coming to a quarterback camp. Jerry Jones gives a lot of money to his alma mater. And there's all kind of things. He could have that player say, okay, you come down and work for the Cowboys in the off season, and I'll give you a million dollars. All you do is show up at the Star, all those private tours we give. You shake a few hands, talk a little bit about the Cowboys in Arkansas, and I'll make sure you're well taken care of now there's no guarantee they would get them in the draft but those are things you can do for your alma mater those wealthy alums have been doing it under the table throughout time they can do it above board now and what are the limitations who's going to enforce it you you mentioned nfl rules well they've got uh people to enforce it you pay a lot of fines whether it's money draft choice suspension how in the world Are they going to oversee the NCAA? They can't do it when it comes to breaking the rules that they've had in place for 100 years. How in the world are they going to do it for this? And does every player who has a deal on the side, does he have to expose it? Can he do it privately and not tell anybody? Mm -hmm. Like he just goes somewhere with an alum on the weekend and hangs out at the alums, one of his car dealerships. And greets people and signs autographs, poses for pictures, gets a hundred grand, and just keeps it quiet. Are they required to let people know what they're doing?
0: And John, you know, there's a a certain purity of motivation when you are an alum just trying to pay to have a player come help win football games or basketball games at your school. But but you know, with anything like this, uh, there's going to be an impure base of people in this that are looking to put one over on these players. I heard a horror story last night from someone that would know about an SEC player having already signed a contract with a marketing agency for a name-image likeness deal that's going to pay them $15,000. But in that contract, this is a player who's going to be a draft pick, they forked over 5% of their career earnings for their life in the contract. Wow. And there are people working to get that negated, but you know that there are going to be companies that are going to try to put a fast one. The kid didn't check with a lawyer, didn't show his parents, didn't do anything. Just signed it. He saw, hey, here's 15 grand. I'll take it. Didn't read the fine print, and now a future NFL player may have to fork over 5% of their income.
2: Being stupid doesn't usually count in court, but I think in this situation, it would. And I think uh, the attorney's they're going to have a lot of business, too, with people that are getting screwed on this deal. And that's the way it is when there's a rampant changes. Anything at first, everybody struggles to adjust to the new rules, and attorneys get involved, and eventually they'll get it worked out. I think it's great that college athletes are going to get paid. I feel bad for those who are not. You know, I feel bad for the ones who aren't good enough, not photogenic enough, or don't have as bright a future. But the ones that are getting it, more power to them.
1: John, did you pay attention at all, or were you intrigued at all, to watch the match with Brady and Mickelson and, and Rogers and DeChambeau?
2: One of my shows this week, they were talking about, man, I bet I'm sure you didn't miss this. And I said, I didn't care jack squat <laughs> about that golf. Give me a break. So sorry.
1: Well, there's something that is intriguing about not knowing
2: oh, much. I know what was said. Okay. I just didn't watch it. Okay.
1: Oh, that's fair. But uh, intriguing about uh, seeing Aaron Rodgers, who's not—you know—it's not like he enjoys being mic'd up and things like. You can tell. Like it's just he's out of his comfort zone a bit, Uh, and Brady is is in his element and has opened up a lot more since leaving New England. There is just a draw for me to watch that in real time and watch their watch them play and put themselves. In an element of a different sport, where they're at the very peak of their own athletic careers, and they're willing to go out and play golf, where some of their shots remind remind me of myself on the the first tee at Memorial Country Club. Like, th- there is an intrigue at that level for me that they're willing to put themselves out there on national TV, and and in some cases, look really bad.
2: Well, no offense, I had no interest in watching you on the country club, yeah. Nor should you into the woods or the water and have to take drops or you kick it out a little bit into the <laughs> fairway. And the only thing I was interested in is what they said. Everybody made such a big deal out of Rodgers going, we'll see. You know, he didn't shut the door on it. I think it's pretty obvious based on everything we've seen this off season, Things that Rodgers has said publicly, things that he has not said, things he said are cryptic. That what Ted Thompson, the late GM, said, that uh mark murphy the president reiterated a month ago rogers is a complicated fella
1: john this time of year uh and we normally it's around the combine and then draft time coaches are always in a great mood general managers for the most part they're in the best mood they're going to be in in that 12-month period because no one's technically on the hot seat they know they're back they know that their job is secure is that the case this year right now for Matt Nagy? Is that the case this year for Mike McCarthy? What do you you think of the makeup of the coaches right now going into September, where some of these owners want to win and win now, and they haven't seen the results in recent years with quarterbacks that have now been heavily invested in?
2: Coaches and GMs are in good frame of mind right now because they're on vacation. When those vacations end, they know what situation they're in because they hear about it every day from fans and media. And Matt Nagy, who who I think's done a pretty good job there. He's got a rookie quarterback. As soon as he plays rookie quarterback, that buys him another year. I don't think Mike McCarthy would get fired after one season because I think the Cowboys are going to be a whole lot better, especially on offense with Dak Prescott back and all the weapons they have. The key is their defense, and there's Zach Taylor at Cincinnati. He could be on the hot seat if Joe Burrow doesn't bounce back and pick up where he left off last year. So there's always that speculation about the coaches. And usually there's five or six that get changed. But, man, I couldn't pick out who those five or six would be right now.
1: Well, maybe maybe Vic Fangio is one to mention as well in Denver because Elway has been removed. Not removed. He removed himself from the general manager. There's now someone in between him. And and Fangio, uh, and the other headline. The reason, I, what I'm getting to, uh, I'm seeing some headlines involving John Gruden's name in the hot seat. Is that just clickbait? Are you actually buying that?
2: No, absolutely not. Mark Davis loves Gruden, and he gave him a 10-year contract, 20 million a year, and they get along great. And Gruden knows how to handle Mark Davis. Davis got his new stadium. Gruden played a huge role in that just by being Gruden they're going to have sellout crowds it's going to be so exciting in Las Vegas it'd be great if he finally had a winning record but I don't think if he has what that would be four in a row if he didn't I don't think he's going to get fired maybe if he bombed out and went 2-15 and 15 or 1-16 and, and I don't see them being a playoff team but also don't see them bombing out they have too much talent
0: and John, speak, uh, sticking with the Raiders, Derek Carr said they were three or four plays away from 12 or 11 wins. They finished 8-8. Eight and eight. Can't pretty much every team in the NFL say we're three or four plays away from two or three more wins on the schedule every year, given given the parity in the league?
2: That's a great point, Chad. Like every team can say that. I can think right now of four plays uh, that the Texans had. They finished 4-12. and 12. They fumbled on the two-yard line of the Colts at the end of two games. Came so close to winning. They lose at Tennessee in overtime. And every team can say that. So it doesn't mean squat. There's some things that I don't pay any attention to. How good some guy looked in offseason program. Well, unless he was injured last year or unless he weighed 400 and got down to 300, how can you say a guy looked good? Because they're out there in their shorts and their T-shirts with nobody covering them, nobody putting pressure on them. To me, that's asinine. The thing you look for in the offseason is making sure guys are in shape. Make sure what they learn in the classroom translates out on the field and they don't make mistakes when you're doing your drills. But uh, that thing about we were three or four plays away, yeah. I mean, every team can say that. And some of them can say they're three or four plays away competing for the Super Bowl, but it still doesn't mean Jack.
1: John, what do you think of the penalties, or and and some believe the lack thereof, for for the Washington football team and Daniel Snyder?
2: One of the things when Baylor had its last investigation for the scandal was there was no written report. Everybody wanted a written report. But their notes, nobody just does, everybody's got notes. So there's a lot of talk if they end up in court, a lot of those notes from the investigation are going to be subpoenaed and uh, part of this discovery. $10 million is the biggest fine ever handed down to an owner. But for a multi-billionaire, that's like you guys, you know, tipping 10 bucks at a restaurant there. And so it's no big deal to Snyder. The thing about Snyder stepping away while his wife runs the team and he worries about getting a new stadium, but it's not a suspension. And the Washington Post said that he cannot come back and take over the team without Goodell's permission. His attorney says that's a ball-faced lie. The NFL stayed quiet about it. It's obvious he's been suspended. And Goodell, I'm guessing, will keep him out for the season before he lets him come back. But let's be honest. His wife comes home at night, goes, 10. We got this big problem. You know, Ron Rivera wants to trade this guy and it's going to cost us $10 million. What should I do? Pillow talk. And he says, make the deal. You think that's not going to happen? Of course it's going to happen. Do they think we're stupid? We got stupid written across our forehead. Give me a break. John,
0: Nikhil Harry has requested a trade out of New England. Uh, Nikhil Harry does not strike me as the level of player that needs to be requesting a trade. What what kind of value do you see for Nikhil Harry?
2: Low draft choice. says a lot about him, that he's competing for a job, former number one pick, and he wants to be traded. Why? Because they signed two expensive tight ends. If he's worth the darn, he ought to be able to win a starting job or at least be the third receiver. He would have a much better chance to play there and go somewhere for a low pick, he'd have been better off keeping his mouth shut, competing, trying to catch some passes, and then doing it next year. But, man, that just says a lot about Hill Harry.
1: He would have never said this if Brady were, remained the quarterback either. Like that, That, to me, was telling that you have players requesting trades in New England. That's another sign that Tom Brady's not there.
2: That's a great observation, Jonathan, and the fact is if Brady's there and he's throwing in passes, who wouldn't want to play with him? Because Brady's done a great job at making mediocre guys into good receivers. It's amazing the bad job Bill Belichick's done drafting receivers since Deion Branch, who helped them win a couple Super Bowls, and uh, they traded for Wes Welker. They drafted Julian Edelman, who was a quarterback in college, became one of their best receivers but those guys drafted in the first second and third round almost all of them bombed out with the Patriots and it's easier to see them bombing out with Cam Newton instead of Tom Brady you were playing with the greatest quarterback in history and it was inexcusable that you turned out to be a wasted pick
1: and while we're talking trades in New England uh, Stephon Gilmore has been rumored to be on the trade block But, John, with with salary caps dropping the way they did this year, with teams strapped for cash just to sign draft picks, we've seen that in Atlanta, for instance, how are teams going to trade for Stephon Gilmore right now and make it fit within the structure of their 53-man roster in September?
2: Well, he wants to be traded because of money, of course, not even fitting his current contract, but a new contract. And generally, you don't do that. Now, he was the defensive MVP, in 2019 but he didn't play anywhere nearly as well as he did in 2019 last season he's getting older this would be his last contract i would not touch him and give him a new contract i might trade for him with his current deal and let the patriots pay for half of it there's no way i'm making that move and giving him that kind of contract if you're talking about last year it would have been different but last year they wouldn't have traded him because he was one of the best defensive players in the NFL.
1: John McClain, Houston Chronicle, TexasSportsNation.com is the website where you can read all of his work and all the great work from Cron.com. It's all available at TexasSportsNation.com. Follow John on Twitter as well, won't you? McClain underscore on underscore NFL is where you can find him. John, have a safe drive as you move to your cottage uh, and uh, please tell the family hello and please shoot us a text and let us see the view that we, we've we seen from years past of the glorious cottage of McLean.
2: I'll send it to you right now. And uh, <laughs> Jonathan and Chad, y'all have a great weekend. I appreciate you having me as always.
0: Thank, Thank you. you. Have All fun right. at the compound, John. Yes. Enjoy it. And happy summering.
1: <laughs> John McLean, one of our favorite guests, great friend as well. Uh, love having him on. And I love having him a part of OutKick360. Again, follow him, McLean underscore on underscore NFL. UFC 264 is tomorrow night. Conor McGregor, Dustin Poirier, the trilogy fight. They've split the first two, and now fight three is tomorrow. We'll preview that, and it includes the 360 parlay. That's all ahead on OutKick360. Hang with us. It is time for the daily parlay. Time to get rich. UFC 264 coming up tomorrow night on pay-per-view with McGregor and Poirier, the trilogy fight. Uh, I'm all about it. Cannot wait. I I watch uh, practically all of the UFC events, especially the big fights. And before I get to the parlay, let me just say Vegas is the place to be this weekend. Um, They have a Garth Brooks concert tonight where he has sold out Allegiant Stadium, the, the Raiders Stadium. So, Garth Brooks is playing tonight. Joe Rogan and Dave Chappelle sold out the MGM last night and tonight. Rogan stays around for the broadcast for UFC tomorrow night, which is sold out. Um, uh, Bieber's playing a concert this weekend. I mean, Vegas is always the place to be. But big fights, they say, Chad, that McGregor's fights are on pace with the amount of people that come in. Same as the NCAA tournament, Super Bowl weekend, the the biggest weekends of the year. McGregor is a brand in and of himself outside of just the UFC fights. And that is why we go to the 360 parlay. And look, my heart, I'm rooting for Conor McGregor. I, I love the aura. But my brain says Dustin Poirier is winning this fight. This is not going the distance. It's a part of the parlay. Sean O'Malley is a heavy favorite. He's going to win by KO. He does not go for submissions. Um, the method of victory is the way to bet this. Uh, and you're still, the odds are minus 290. That's why you have to parlay this. Sean O'Malley, he's on the, the, the main card. All of these fights are. He's winning by KO or TKO. The ref's going to stop this one way or the other. Uh, tai Tuivasa. He is fighting Greg Hardy. Great job with the pronunciation. Ty Tuovasa is from Australia, and he does a shoey. For those that have never seen this, he pours a beer in someone's shoe from the crowd and chugs the beer out of the shoe. It's disgusting, but that's Ty Tuovasa.
0: Is he smart with who he picks to take the shoe from? Like I would be very keen on, this person looks clean. I'll take their shoe to do this. I'm not just going to some random to me, fat guy in the there crowd. There is nothing
1: clean about drinking beer out of a shoe. No, but, but some is, cleaner than others. This is a Australian um, chug. It's, it's, I, I it's don't. A, I don't know. I it's, think, a, it, it's, it's a rite of passage. It's like the it's, it's the Australian version of shotgunning a beer. Tai Tuivasa will do this if he wins the fight. Uh, he's going to win by KO or TKO. He will not go for the knees. That's why Greg Hardy called him out. Greg Hardy's trying to make his way up the ranks. Hardy called him out because he does not want to face a wrestler. Tuivasa is going for the knockout. That's why you bet it this way with the double chance. It's either going the distance or he's going to win by knockout. And Dustin Poirier, I have beating Conor McGregor by KO or TKO. He knocked him out six months ago. Um, I could see him winning by submission as well because McGregor is upset that uh, Poirier shot the knees 30 seconds into the fight. He wants someone that's going to stand up with him. Poirier's a smart fighter, and he's really, really good right now. Uh, McGregor knocked him out four or five years ago. Poirier knocked out McGregor six months ago. And watching the presser yesterday, Chad, I thought that it was a, and all of these are hypes. McGregor's the king of this. Um, But six months ago, he was extremely nice. They were in Abu Dhabi on Fight Island. where he brought out his proper number 12 Irish whiskey. Poirier has a Louisiana hot sauce. He's from Lafayette. And they swapped and you know they hugged. Yesterday's presser was like a WWE promo. And to me, Conor got knocked out and he's trying to find the old McGregor uh, where the Irish accent was on uh, yeah, Claire and I were watching this, and she goes, yeah, that, the accent's a bit of a put-on at this point. And I'm like, yeah, he's, he's really dialed in trying too hard. I, I buy into that uh, the optics of this. Um, Poirier should be really confident. It's a very evenly matched fight, however, so bet this however you want. I'm taking Poirier because of the recent results and the fact that Connor's 3-3 three and three in his last six fights.
0: Conor McGregor, did he almost sound like someone who had an impression that they were trying to get back? In their head, they're almost trying yeah, to get now, the impression he's got of the Kyler swagger. McGregor he's, with the
1: swagger. He's yeah. He's, there's a cockiness and a bravado to him that I love, um, but at the same time, he's he's going in waves right now on his career. If he if he loses, he still has a money fight coming up with Nate Diaz, which will also be a trilogy. So if he loses, he gets a money fight with Nate Diaz. At least that's what everyone's predicting. If he wins, he gets a title shot against Charles Oliveira where he will go all-in on the country of Brazil. That, that, will, that, that anger will be real. This was manufactured. And Poirier, if he wins, also gets a title shot against Charles Oliveira. So it's it's an interesting matchup. I'm taking the most recent results and putting them with our parlay, and I'm taking Poirier. Fess
0: on the YouTube chat says, You haven't lived until you've had a natty out of a Nike, uh, based <laughs> on your your reference. I haven't done that, Fess. Uh, Hutton, I go. I roll with you uh, on UFC uh, opinions on the bets with this parlay. I'm rolling with you. I like you. Love the big event and the big fight. Looking forward to watching this with you uh, on Saturday night. This McGregor fight. I will say though, I'm a, I'm a little offended uh, when we came in because you were saying who do you want to win, and I said well I want McGregor to win, and you were almost going to go with McGregor because. You wanted to go with who I wanted to win. We're going to be. I uh, want you to pick who you think is going to win, and I'm, I'm almost insulted. Like I, uh, like I'm betting. uh, This this isn't. In the words of Bob Sugar, this isn't show friends. This is show business. It's show business. So I'll bet on who I think is going to win, even if I want McGregor to win.
1: I went with my brain here, and I, I went with Poirier. I may be dead wrong because this is the reason I asked Chad that question. I really feel as though this is a very even fight. It's going to end. By KO, Poirier could make him tap. We've seen Connor tap to Khabib Nurmagomedov. Um, I, I just think it's, it's going three or four rounds, and that's all she wrote. And it could go either way. That's how tight this fight is. It's, it's going to be a lot of fun. Chad and I will be able to watch this together. David Reed will be with us tomorrow night as well. Uh, we hope you'll tweet about it and join us in the chats for McGregor and Poirier 3. The big fights. In the UFC, are a ton of fun, and one of the goals of this show is to be in Vegas for a fight night. Um, this would have been the weekend to go with everything going on.
0: Yeah, is this uh, how's he brings the o- a
1: country with him?
0: Yeah, how's the overall card this go around? I know we're betting on multiple fights with It's it, good. But it, you, you like um, the overall card?
1: The uh, the co-main event is Gilbert Burns against Wonder Boy Thompson, Stephen Wonder Boy Thompson. Uh, both high high quality. Uh, Thompson's trying to make his way back up the ranks. I mentioned uh, Taito Avasa is facing Greg Hardy. Greg Hardy, in his press conference yesterday, called... <laughs> he's calling out someone uh, that's fighting for the interim title. Uh, he's already calling that guy an ex-con. Greg Hardy is talking trash about people ahead of him. Um, and he called out uh, Tuivasa because he needs to climb the ladder a bit. And this is one of those fights where... I won't call the other guy a gatekeeper... But Hardy's only been in this for a little while. yeah. And in the heavyweight division, these fights aren't lasting long. And then Sugar Sean O'Malley is a, a, a different type of McGregor. He's talking all the trash. He tells you when he's going to win and how, which is always by knockout. He's a lot of fun. And I think he's, the, uh, he's walking out first for the main card. So uh, he'll be first out of the curtain. To get the, the energy going on the fight card, I think I'm right on that that he's walking first. So um, it's going to be a blast. The card overall is very good, and uh, according to um, according to uh, Dana the uh, Dana White the the, the pre sales are through the roof. Really for for McGregor, he just again the brand in and of itself is amazing to me. Where you put it, you put his name on the billboard, and he's selling out the arena. They're setting records for ticket sales. And then on top of that, they're putting up, you know, a million buys. I've
0: never had uh, the privilege of attending one of these huge fights, whether it be UFC or boxing. But Hutton, you know this well. There is a different energy around a huge fight as opposed to other sporting events. He also there is something about the walk to the ring and everything. It's just different than even the biggest team sporting events that are out there. There's something. Yeah. There's something very primal about it to me. Um, well, two men walking into a ring. To beat the hell out of each other, and everyone in the arena knowing what's about to happen
1: and what they're going to try to do to each other. We got a little bit of time here because we make the rules. Um, I'm looking at the clock like we're on radio. Yeah. Um, I got into UFC in 2014. I was late to the party on the coverage. Um, they were already a billion dollar company at that point. The reason that hook, the, the reason it hooked me. My first pay per view I purchased was John Jones against Daniel Cormier, and on the surface level, the whole fight night idea isn't something I'm flipping through and hitting, you know, I'm spending a lot of time on. But it was the storyline, the background and the promos that got me going on on the fight. You've got Daniel Cormier who was uh, Olympic, uh, Olympic level type wrestler against John Jones who has all the talent in the world. His brother Chandler Jones plays in the NFL for the Arizona Cardinals and he was arrested for Coke. And you had the the real trash talk going back and forth where you had, the American wrestler for Team USA against the guy who has all the all the talent in the world and may throw it away. Like that and and the guy with all the talent is the champ. So the you had good guy, bad guy, and they played their roles perfectly. And I bought in. And I've I've been hooked ever since because of Dana White. I, I love his business model and his business style and approach. Uh, he's a promoter, first and foremost. He says that the requests he's had from celebrities for tickets, and the private airport in Vegas will be as busy as it's ever been for a UFC fight that's in awesome. town. So, if that's, that's also case, people ready, if that's the to case. Get we're going to see all kinds of people there.
0: You're seeing more also of a demand of people ready to get out, do things, well, it, gather, do all
1: of this. Well, keep in mind that the, you have the Tahoe golf tournament yeah. coming up soon, so people are already out in the West Coast gathering for that. Quick little well, hop, skip, and a jump s- over to
0: Vegas. Speaking of a different energy, like we talked about with a big fight night, uh, Dana White brings a different energy to the table also. We interviewed him in Miami at the yeah. Super Bowl this last year, and there is a uh, palpable, strong energy about that guy and the positivity uh, with everything. It's uh, really impressive just sitting down and,
1: and talking with him about business. Uh, impressive guy. Yep. UFC, check it out. And check out... FanDuel.com slash OK360. 30 to 1 odds boost. You bet $5, you can win $150 on McGregor or Poirier just to win. Just to win the fight uh, by any method. Straight win for McGregor or Poirier. First time bet. Bet now. FanDuel.com slash OK360. Coming up, John has checked in. Uh, We just chatted with John McClain. He's checked in with uh, a view of Chateau... St. McLean uh, at the Cottage in Maryland. It's his
0: very own Kenny Bunkport. It's yes. overlooking has. the
1: Chesapeake Bay. Uh, we, uh, we will check in on that view uh, where John was just doing the interview. I don't know why he didn't flip the camera around for us live. Uh, and then later in the hour, we talk Tennessee football, uh, and we, we chat about the, the temperament of the football program and what's expected, especially on offense, for Coach Heupel. It's all coming up on Outkick 360.